0: It's time for Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players, highlights from the game, and JD will take your calls. Warriors Wrap Up starts now. It does start now as the Warriors lose to the Phoenix Suns tonight in Phoenix, down in the valley. 123 to 115 is the final. As uh, the Warriors fall to seven and nine now on the season, as Golden State has lost seven of the last eight overall after the six and two start, so one and seven now in the last eight for the Warriors. If you want to weigh in on this one, you can at 888-957-9570. It's 888-957-9570. The Comcast Business Text Line is open as well. And already a few people chiming in on that one as we'll roll this thing up until 11 o'clock and then say Happy Thanksgiving to everybody and uh, try to enjoy some football and some family and, and all of that stuff tomorrow before the Warriors reconvene on Friday for a matchup and what will be an in-season tournament game against The San Antonio Spurs. Some uh, quick thoughts on this one, just kind of running through some of the notes, and there were a lot of ugly notes in this game for the Warriors, but they did get off to a good start tonight. Uh, Up 31 26 into the first quarter, and Clay Thompson had 11 of the first 13 Warrior points, Uh, but there were some bad signs for Golden State, even in that first quarter where the Warriors had the five point lead at the end of it. Steve Kerr calling an angry timeout for uh, the Warriors, allowing too many easy drives, which has been a real problem for them, in particular with Draymond Green and Gary Payton II out. The uh, loss of the Warriors' top two defenders here during this stretch, where they've struggled, has been pronounced, uh, and it just—they can't keep players in front of them. I mean, flat out, I mean, the attacking of the basket, and and tonight it was fouls. I mean, you had Kevon Looney in foul trouble, you had Dario Saric in foul trouble, you had just a ton of fouls being committed all over the building tonight for the Warriors. And so the hot start for Klay Thompson, it it felt like they should have been up more than five, but they weren't. Chris Paul was playing well, five assists, but it was a plodding Slow first quarter, 20 free throws attempted combined for both teams. The Suns went to the free throw line 13 times, and it prevented the Warriors, I thought, from from being up by more. The Warriors got to the line seven times. I mentioned Dario Saric, who picked up three fouls in, in four minutes, but the Warriors were up five at, at that point. And you're thinking, all right, uh, the Suns kind of sleptwalked through that first quarter, but they got to the line enough to, to hang around and hang in the game, and then everything changed in quarter number two. Quarter number two, all Suns, 37-16 when it's all said and done. It was a 12-4 run to begin it. It was a real rough start for the the bench group that began the quarter. Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, who had played well with the starters, but not so much with the bench. He was in that start of the second quarter unit uh, tonight for Golden State. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga was pretty bad in the first half. Trace Jackson-Davis. Uh, was pretty bad when he played with anybody other than his other bench mates. He, he really struggled uh, in, in this one, but did play well in the second half when Steve Kerr, and we'll get to this in a moment, when Steve Kerr basically said, hey, I'm going to the back end of the bench and I'm going to let all of the young players and all of the guys at the, the true deep end of the rotation get some minutes, and let's see if the Suns keep their effort and their intensity level up against the back end of my roster. And it actually worked for Steve Kerr and, and for the Warriors. Uh, but yeah, the second quarter, all Phoenix, 37-16, and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, it completely fell apart. I've uh, talked about the 12-4 run, Suns, to begin the quarter. So the Warriors went from, at that point, down five, or up five to down three, and then the Warriors, though, quick run to get right back ahead, 42-40, but then it completely fell apart for the Warriors at that point. Uh, a 14 to nothing Phoenix run. Suns go up by 12. And then Chris Paul gets ejected. Uh, Warriors, at one point, six turnovers in seven possessions in, in that second quarter. And then you get Chris Paul mixing it up with Scott Foster. Those two have history, uh, long back and forth of of. Chris Paul not faring well in games officiated by Scott Foster. Foster gives him the tech and then Chris Paul calls him the b-word and then Scott Foster says that's enough hit the showers happy Thanksgiving have a nice night and so CP3 gets the the two techs he gets tossed in his return to Phoenix uh, ironically enough by Scott Foster again the first time that Foster's ejected Chris Paul, but those two have a lot of history, a lot of back and forth in the media, a lot of games where Paul's been frustrated with him and his teams have been frustrated with Foster over the years. I know the Warriors going back a long, long while ago, seven, six, seven eight years ago the warriors had uh, issues with with foster themselves and it all kind of flipped ironically enough when the warriors went in and won that game uh, 7 in the western conference finals in Houston in 2018 when chris paul was unavailable after he got hurt in that series and since then it's really been the the battle of of chris paul and scott foster so the the warriors introduced to the decade long chris paul scott foster feud and and so Paul gets told to hit the pike. Uh, really didn't matter much because other than the early assists from Chris Paul, he was having a pretty brutal game uh, top to bottom and ended up a minus 18 in, in just 16 minutes. Uh, bench group just did not bring it for the Warriors among the, the bench players that that were playing uh, as planned in this one. Now the bench group, as far as the back end guys that played from about the 4-minute mark of the third quarter until the end of the game, when those guys were out there, they played well, but the actual mix-and-matched bench group of of Chris Paul with Klay Thompson and, and Kaminga and Moody and Trace Jackson-Davis or Sarich, that, that group tonight, for the most part, was awful and flipped the game and was a big part of the reason why the Suns were able to take control after trailing by five into the, the first quarter. So all hell kind of breaks loose toward the end of the half. Kerr then gets a tech having Chris Paul's back and then had a lengthy conversation with Scott Foster going into the half and then the Warriors, all told, ended up down 63-47, to which was the largest deficit that they had been down equaling uh, the game at home against Cleveland this season. So down 16 in that one, down 16 tonight. They had also been down by 15 in the opener against Phoenix of so the Suns. Uh, had put it to the Warriors in a couple of first halves, but really the second quarters and going all the way back and and looking at at that opening night, it was the second quarter on opening night as well where the Suns absolutely obliterated the Warriors. It was 33-18, so that turned a tie game into a 15-point Suns lead, and the Suns ended up uh, having enough to hold on even though the Warriors dominated the third quarter. There was no such domination for Golden State in the third quarter tonight. It ended up even at 28-28, and the Warriors were down by 16 going into the fourth quarter but uh, yeah the Suns just kind of maintained. You know, back-to-back 20-point games for Clay. That's a positive. We talked about that in the take it to the bank prediction portion of Warriors Live before the game. But really other than that, I mean you still look up at the end of the night and yeah, Clay 6 of 10 from 3, you'll take that. Uh, and he ends up with 23 points, but tonight was a night where Steph Curry didn't shoot the basketball well. 1 of 8 from 3 for Stephen and Curry and then not much from Andrew Wiggins, like I said Kevon Looney was in foul trouble Chris Paul played well with the starters initially, but pretty terribly with the bench, he flames out and mixes it up with Scott Foster and the Warriors find themselves in a position where they're down 20-23 late third quarter and then Steve Kerr makes what I thought in the moment was kind of a brilliant move, he, he just said you know what, forget this I'm, I'm pulling everybody out of the game and I'm going to Corey Joseph, and I'm going to Brandon Pajemski, and I'm going to Moses Moody and Guy Santos and Dario Saric. And the Warriors were down 20 in that in that moment. It ended up being 23. And really what Steve Kerr was saying is, one, I'm going to give these guys an opportunity that, that haven't had real chances to play a lot. And it can't be any worse than the way the end of the second quarter and beginning of the third quarter have gone. So might as well give those players a shot. And then I think it was strategic in the sense that he really did want to see if the Suns stopped taking the game seriously, and it's exactly what the Suns did. The Suns' regulars could not shake the back end of the Warriors' roster, and the Warriors immediately cut it down from 23 to 15. It was still 16 at the end of the quarter. Uh, the bench guys then cut it down to 12 and 10, and the question was, does Steve Kerr go back to the main players? He did put Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in the game at the 9-18 mark. Uh, Clay Thompson hit a 3, his sixth of the night, that made it an 11-point game. But then the Suns push it back up to 17 with, with Steph and Clay and Wiggins out there. Then it's 18 again with 6.05 to go, and, and that was it. Uh, Steve Kerr basically said, that's enough for my regulars. I'm going to go back to Corey Joseph. I'm going to go back to Pajemski. I'm going to go this time to Jonathan Kaminga, who was treated as if he was among the regulars for the purposes of when Steve Kerr did that uh, in the for a first portion uh, of the, the second half. And so K- he gives Kaminga some run with Saric and, and Trace Jackson Davis. And again, the Warriors immediately cut it uh, right down to uh, an 11-point game. Eventually... A six-point game, and then the Warriors got it down to a three-point game at 118 to 115, with that group that I just mentioned, with Jackson Davis and Saric, along with Kaminga on the front line, Pajemski and Corey Joseph, cut it all the way from 18 down to three, and they were running box and one, and they were running triangle and two, and they were hustling around and. You had Frank Vogel thinking, all right, this thing's done, and then those guys proved that it wasn't. And so you know, on a night like tonight, I, I think positive sign for Clay Thompson moving forward that he's able to have a, a second consecutive good shooting game, but he also winds up being a game-worst minus 24. And tonight was really about the starters. The starters got their ass kicked for the most part, and that includes Steph Curry, and that includes Chris Paul, and that includes... Klay Thompson and and Andrew Wiggins. And Clay was one of the the guys that was playing with with both groups. And so even with the good start to the game and even with the Warriors jumping out early and and having a seven-point lead, the starters got beat and got beat in a big-time way. Devin Booker, a plus-23 on the night where he's 5 of 15 shooting the ball uh, in this one. And, And you look at the different... Where did the Warriors lose this game? Really, fouls and turnovers. Fouls and turnovers. Turnovers and fouls. Uh, 27 points off turnovers, the Warriors allowed, and Phoenix got to the free throw line 52 times. You want to know why this game lasted damn near three hours? Phoenix gets to the line 52 times uh, and makes 44. So a a 25-point advantage. The Warriors got to the line 29 times, but just too many fouls and too many free throws, and just no rhythm. I think bad energy, for the most part, from the starting group once the game got away late in, in the second quarter, late in that first half. And just not a lot of fight from, from that point forward. And so you add it all up, and it's 123-115. to 115. The Suns get the win. So a, a nod to Clay Thompson for another offensive game. A nod to... Dario Saric and Trace Jackson Davis and, and Pajemski and Corey Joseph and, you know, Guy Santos was out there for that third quarter run. Moses Moody was out there for that third quarter run. Then then Kaminga for the fourth quarter run among the bench group that, that got the Warriors back in the game. So uh, you give them credit to varying degrees for being able to, to fight and scratch and claw and try to make a game of it. So, so respect to that group, but the starters tonight, they frankly got their ass kicked. And and that's not going to cut it. And it's the second time that the Suns have done that without Bradley Beal, but with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And the Warriors looked, again, a little slow, a little old, a little unathletic, you know, whatever you want to say. And almost like a team that – and we had a texter that, that referenced this – they, they just they got to shoot it lights out on a lot of these nights to be able to overcome some of the other areas and where you know this team is is deficient and you got a lot of star players that are getting up there it's it's I think size on the wing people want to talk about size and I already had a flood of text messages come in uh, on the Comcast business text line about size and like size is not bigs size is not bigs. Size is wings. And, and to be honest, the Warriors don't have enough good wing players right now. You Kaminga, know, he has been a disappointment, I think. You know He's had some bright spot halves, and he's had a couple of good games. And look, when I start saying Jonathan Kaminga is a disappointment, he's a disappointment in the sense that it's starting to look difficult for him to be the role player consistently that the Warriors need him to be. You know, it's not. It's not. All I'm concerned about his future. and can he be a star or anything like that, I'm starting to worry whether or not he can be a playable player you know, in in a rotation moving forward, given the way that, that he's played at, at different points. You know, Andrew Wiggins, another night where it was kind of like he was out there sleepwalking. I mean, let's not just keep it to the bench guys on a night where the bench guys gave energy and gave life. And again, Kaminga was part of that in the second half, so I don't mean to single him out, but they're just not getting enough. And and I want to make tonight about the starters. I mean tonight really is, you know, can you really blame Steph Curry? No, cuz Steph Curry's the reason they're winning any of these games uh, that they've won, you know, to this point in the season, but it's just it just feels right now without Draymond and without Gary Payton II, they're unable to play well enough defensively to to basically be good enough on that end. To where it can account for the fact that offensively they're just inconsistent. It's just that the, you, you take your top two defensive players away. In Draymond and in Gary Payton II. And it's just a sieve. It's just open season to drive the lane. The players that are trying to defend can't keep people in front of them. Without fouling and putting them on the free throw line. And so what that does is. That means if the Warriors are going to be a bad defensive team with those two players out, it means that the players, they got to be a much better offensive team. And the Warriors are no longer this lights-out, high-end, top-of-the-league offense anymore. And so it it works hand-in-hand. And I think we saw when the Warriors did have Draymond and when the Warriors did have Gary Payton II, they were playing better defense to where they could get away with. it. It complemented their offense. I think we're used to the Warriors having this otherworldly offense, and they don't have an otherworldly offense anymore. So am I putting it on the offense? Am I putting it on the defense? It's actually both. They play well enough defensively with Draymond and with GP2 to where the offense that they do have can be enough to actually win the game. But the reality is now, if the defense is going to be at the level that it is without those guys, the offense just is not good enough to make up for it anymore. And that's even when you look collectively at a, at a bench group that top to bottom, game in and game out, when you look at the cumulative numbers, has been winning their battle against other teams' benches. So, it's you know kind of chicken or the egg, right? The defense has to get better, but the defense has to get better because the offense is just not capable most nights now to carry the the Warriors home. And you know, Clay Thompson has a couple of good games, but now it's you know Steph Curry has one of his poorer games of the fourteen that he's played in the first time this season in Steph's thirteen games that he didn't make for or more three-pointers in a game with the, the one of eight. So tonight, that hurts you. Uh, you. know Chris Paul, yeah, the five assists early in the first quarter, but again, uh, it, it wasn't working with that bench group tonight with, with CP3. And again, for all the conversation about bigs, for all the conversations uh, about, it, it, it's not about seven-footers. It's not about centers to me. It's about Having enough capable and quality wing players, like everybody likes Moses Moody, and and I get it. And he you know, Moses Moody was a, I think, a bright spot at, at times tonight. But you know, Mo- Moses Moody's not he's not a big wing. He really isn't. He's a he's a big two guard. But you really want him to be able to play the three, and he's a small three. And if he's gonna play some four, he's a really small four. And the Warriors have tried to play him at four. Like to me, they don't have. What other teams have in terms of, you know, just look at look at the Suns. And they don't even have Bradley Beal, who's, de- who's more of a guard. But they've got Durant. They've got Eric Gordon, who's been a, a, a two-guard most of his career, but can play up and play forward because he's so stout and strong. They've got Okogie, They've got Nasir Little. You know, they've got Kia bates they You know, they've got a bunch of different guys. Like, they have a bunch of different... Wing players, you know, up and down. You know, you look at a team like the Rockets. The Rockets have Dylan Brooks, and they have Jabari Smith, and you know they have Jayson Tate. Uh, you know, they have Jeff Green. You know, they, they they've got a bunch of, of different wing players. OKC, Lou Dort, and Jalen Williams. You know, Giddy is for a guard. You know, for a guard, you know, Isaiah Joe. Like they've got all these different, you know, a bunch of different wing players. That, you know, you look at the wing player. Like, who are the wing players for the Warriors that you really, really trust night in, night out? I mean, they're trying to play Clay Thompson as a wing, or even Clay Thompson sometimes as a four. But look at, the, who are the guys that are playing the wing for the Warriors? The three, who are the three-four for the Warriors on a night in, night out bait? It's Andrew Wiggins, right? Disappointment. It's Jonathan Kaminga. I think disappointment to this point, aside from a, a few halves here or there. Moses Moody, is he a true wing that's going to go toe-to-toe with some of these other names that we mentioned? Like, everybody likes Moses Moody. Moses Moody's solid. Should Moses Moody be getting more minutes? Maybe. But is Moses Moody going to be beating any of these guys, that, that uh, the names I just mentioned right now? I, you know, not really. Uh, you know, and then you, you, know, you start looking at some of these other teams. You look at Minnesota, who the Warriors had, had played before they played Oklahoma City. Jaden McDaniels. Anthony Edwards. And again, he's the first pick of the draft. Nikhil Alexander Walker Kyle Anderson. Like these other teams in the league, these good teams, all have multiple, multiple wing players that, you know, Karis Levert is coming off the bench. For Cleveland, and I think that's where it's it's size at the wing, but it's not even sizeness. It size is it's skill. It's the ability to slash and finish and make an impact. And you know, I the Warriors just if there's an area where they don't match up, that to me is the area where where the Warriors don't match up on on a night in night out basis, and it gets a beat. There's too much made of the seven footers and the bigs, and you know, Trace Jackson Davis. You know, he, he was taught a lesson or two tonight by Yusuf Nurkic in the first half. And it wasn't until the second half when he was basically playing glorified mop-up duty that he played a little bit better. But you had Saric and Looney with three fouls each, and Trace Jackson Davis got a shot, and Trace Jackson Davis got he, he got handled by the, the Phoenix Suns. So you know, he isn't going to be some kind of a save. But it's not about the seven-footers or the guys playing the center spot. Uh, at least, as far as I'm concerned, it's more about the the wing depth and the ability for wing players to go to go get buckets and and, and make an impact. Uh, eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We're gonna keep this thing rolling here for just a couple of more minutes uh, on ninety five seven. Of the game as the Suns beat the Warriors one twenty three to one fifteen. Golden State now seven and nine, and the uphill climb continues. You go home and you play San Antonio on Friday, and guess what? That's a must win. Yeah, it's November. 22nd, and Friday will be the 24th, and we're talking about must-wins. And, you know, here's another thing. You know, we had Steve Kerr on last night. I was filling in for Willard, Willard and Dibbs. Great conversation with the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. I said, Steve, you worried at all about Minnesota at OKC? And, there's, you know, you're right there with the Suns and the Lakers, but there's all these other teams. Sacramento, there's all these other teams that – were beneath you in the standings last year that are off to these good starts and you guys are under five hundred and you just you're not worried about any of it. Not worried about any of it. It's all good. It's all fine. Not worried about any of it. Because this team's won championships and they've got that pedigree and uh, again, I think the Warriors have a better team than they had last year when they're healthy. But here's the reality. Th- this team is gonna have to like it already feels like last year. Already sounds like last year. 2 under big game November 24th at home got to get what if you do? but then you're going to Sacramento then you're playing the Clippers a couple times like you start getting in the middle of December you're under 500 you know in a couple of weeks if this team can't get it going and it's it, you're you're going to be talking by Christmas about avoiding the playing tournament nobody's going to want to play us in the first round like and you know what spare me that Like, spare me – I don't want to do three months of that. I'm not going to do three months of that. I'll I'll just say that flat out. I'm not going to do three months of, you don't want to play the Warriors if they can avoid the playing tournament in April. Like, I'm just – I'm not doing it this year. We did it last year, and and what happened? They beat Sacramento, an inexperienced team that probably was a little overrated, had an inflated record, but they barely beat them and could have easily lost, We're probably a Harrison Barnes 3 Away in game four from losing that series in six. So it's, you know, they won it. They deserve to win it. And were the Kings as good as their record last year with 48 wins? Probably not. But you know what? There's five teams that are like Sacramento last year, this year in the Western Conference. So you want to get a six or a seven seed and knock one of them out? That's fine. But you're not winning four series. You're just not. You're not winning four series with this. And, you know, you got to get Draymond back. And that's fine. you got to get GP2 back, and that's fine. And I do think this team's better at that point. But just spare me the whole, you know, don't want to play him. five one zero. one Jackson Davis played much better than your assessment. He, he did not play well in the first half at all. He, he got abused in the first half. He was awful in the first half. Uh, in the second half, he played very well. And I, I made the point uh, that, yeah, he's a rookie, and you know in the second half, in the first half, he looked a step slow, he looked like he was getting manhandled a little bit. I do think he, he learned in the second half. I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. He learned, He played much better in the second half based on the fact that he got his ass kicked in the first half. So that part, I think, I think we actually maybe agree with it. And, yeah, the the Warriors did make the Suns put their starters back in the game. Well, you know what you get for making the Suns put their starters back in at the end of the game? You get your ninth loss of the season in 16 games. Like, you don't get a win for that. Like, and you still better go out and play better against San Antonio. Like, I'm, I'm done with this more. Like, this isn't 2008. Like, th- this isn't the 2008 Warriors where it's like, hey, moral victory. Hey, the young guys made this. Good, made the real teams in the Western Conference put their starters back in the game. This is a team that's got championship players and future Hall of Famers. The expectation is that this team is a contender. The expectation is not that this team, all the 7 to 15 guys on the roster made the Suns put their bench players back or put their starters back in the game. woo Woo-hoo! Woohoo! 7 and 9. You are what your record says you are. You're 7 and 9. All right. Couple of pieces of business. Couple of pieces of business here on Warriors' wrap up before we call it a night and, and say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, Warriors lose this one by eight. Let's get to our extending the three point line three pointer of the game brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Warriors have three players on, across the foul line, all in order, and Kaminga on the right wing. Moody slashes in, Thompson curls out, wide open jumper, got a three. What a well-executed out-of-bounds play for Golden State. Yeah, that's when things were going well. Very well-executed out-of-bounds play. And Clay Thompson with one of his six threes, that's your extending the three-point line, three-pointer of the game. Brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com. Look, I give the young guys a lot of credit for making this night not a complete debacle, like the two games they played in Phoenix early last year were a complete debacle. <laughs> Remember had Clay Thompson getting kicked out and given the four finger salute to to Devin Booker last year, and then they had to have a team meeting. Like Clay, much different Phoenix than Clay had last year. I mean, those were two early season low points for the Warriors uh, in in that building. And to be honest, it looked with Chris Paul getting run and everything was Scott. I mean, it looked, the Warriors just unraveled from that point. And, you know, so it looked, the, the young guys saved that from being the, 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 you know, the complete and utter unraveling from being the topic of conversation. But the reality is the unraveling is why they got beat. And so maybe there should have been a little more time talk, talking about the unraveling. But no, I, I, I don't want to, and, and we'll get to our hardest worker of the game. Brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. You can join, uh, yeah, look at uh, joinacso.com to check out those opportunities. So, yeah, here I, I want to make sure I include everybody in this. I hope I don't miss anybody. The hardest workers of the game, we're giving it to, we're giving it to everybody for the Warriors tonight among that, those groups that were out there when Steve Kerr basically said, I'm playing the young guys to see if they can, you know, it can't be worse. So third quarter, it was Corey, Corey Joseph. Here, here are your hardest workers of the game tonight. Corey Joseph, hardest worker of the game tonight. Brandon Pajemski, hardest worker of the game tonight. Moses Moody, hardest worker of the game tonight. Guy Santos gets a, a nod for hardest worker of the game tonight. Dario Saric. Gets a nod. Trace Jackson Davis gets a nod. And, yes, I will even put Jonathan Kaminga in there because Jonathan Kaminga was a part of the fourth-quarter group, even though he wasn't part of the third-quarter group. Part of that fourth-quarter group that cut an 18-point game down to three. So, yeah, those bench players for the Warriors are the hardest workers of the game tonight as uh, the Warriors end up losing this one by that score of 123-115. to 115. All right. 888 957 9570. That is the number where I'm going to read a couple of texts, and we're not going to have time for any more calls here tonight because uh, we are up against it. But a couple of quick texts. 510, I think this is spot on. As much as the criticism for Draymond Green and how he doesn't help the Warriors was on full tilt tonight, they need his defense and toughness. 100%. They, they need it. They need Gary Payton. To say, Steve Kerr said it last night. They need. They need Draymond. They need him. They need him. Two o three down, two possessions, and you leave the greatest shooter of all time on the bench. Kerr lost the game. Bull, bull. No, Kerr didn't lose the game. He put he put Curry and Clay Thompson back in in the fourth quarter, and they had an eleven point lead go right back up to eighteen. So he called it a night and he said, "You know what? The young guys are getting the rest of the game. I have no problem with him doing that." No problem at all. He gave the starters a shot to bounce back after they were a big part of the reason why they had gotten down 23. He gave them a shot. And you know what happened? They went right back out and 11 turned into 18 again. And he said, you guys are done for the night. So, no. Yeah, Steph didn't play well tonight. He played well in every other game this year. He didn't play well tonight. And Kirk gave him that opportunity. And he didn't go back to the well a second time, and I understand why he didn't go back to the well a second time because the Warriors starters for tonight got their butts kicked, and he wasn't going to mess with it one more time. All right, that'll do it. Great job. Sterling Bennett in our San Francisco studios. Make sure you listen to him and Mark Randy tomorrow following uh, the Niner game. Uh, you know, watch the Niner game. Have your fan, you know, whatever. Do your thing, and then and then flip on the radio. Listen to Grandy. Listen to listen to Sterling Bennett tomorrow. But he's doing a great job in the in the studio tonight. As is uh, a host of others who are terrific. Absolutely, uh, every single night. So that'll do it. I'm hopping on a plane and heading to Seattle. Uh, I'll talk to. Uh, hopefully Sterling and Grandy and Evan and Lowe and, and everybody at some point tomorrow from Seattle. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We will reconvene on Friday. We're live and local here on 95.7 The Game from 6 a.m. all the way till 11 o'clock at night on Friday. as uh, we got a full slate of shows. And then I'm going to have Warriors live from Ballast Point Brewing coming up at 6 o'clock. So uh, join me at Ballast Point. Warriors live at 6. Warriors in the Spurs. And then we'll be breaking it down after the ball game with Warriors wrap up as well. So all right, happy Thanksgiving. Warriors lose to the Suns one twenty three to one fifteen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you Friday. Keep it locked right here at ninety five seven the game.